Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Welcome to the table. Glad you are tuned in once again on this constant journey, this discovery of stories. A few weeks back, Kenny Lenore came to the table and we talked about the art of leaning forward, of how we walk through our days and we look how God is speaking through individual lives. And, and that's what this journey of Redemption's Table is all about. Every person that, that comes to the table they are selected, they're invited here because there's lives, God is doing something in their lives and we need to hear their stories. Last week it was Marty Rabin. Many, many people know who Marty is, but today I'm equally as excited to bring my friend Andrew Roberts to the table. Andrew, good. welcome. All right. Hello, how are we doing? Oh, we're doing good, All doing right. well. Uh, and before we get started with our conversation, where are we eating today? Where did we just break bread? We are at Martha's Place. We are eating here at uh, Martha's Place in the in the dining room. They've since, I think, uh, moved over and redecorated a little bit, so got a little bit more space. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this, I probably spent six months since I've been here. I love this food. It's it's uh, comfort food. It it's is. meat and three. Mm -hmm. What do you have today? I had the, uh, the the chicken and the what greens and black eyed peas. It was really good. Yeah. I, and, and you had liver, right? I had liver. And you don't like liver, right? What's that? <laughs> but about? it was good. I, <laughs> my mom made me eat it growing up. Okay. And it was covered in gravy, and so I. It, it's Martha's place is a buffet. Gotcha. And so I thought that looks good whatever it is and i put it. it on my plate and then i noticed how thin it was and i what went through the back of my mind i thought is this liver and it was and uh and it was good uh the turnip greens are outstanding yes uh her sweet potatoes yams were fantastic i have never eaten a bad meal here and i will even include today eating liver it was good <laughs> okay you didn't make it back up there to get any cake though so you've got to Get back up there and get some of that, right? Probably going to go for the banana pudding. The pudding, okay. Yeah. Man, thank you for coming thank you for to this me. table. Yes, sir. Uh, it's just always good to share stories. And I can remember the very first time I met you. Okay. I may not have remembered your name after that, but the thing that impressed me the most, first time I, I, I happened to come to your school. You were a school teacher. Yes, sir. And the first thing I noticed about you is you have an energy, you have a vibe about you, uh, a presence presence when you walk into the room. Uh, you appeared to me that day to be an engager, and the, several times I meet you annually, I 
I'm an Aflac insurance uh, representative, which okay. is almost as funny as me eating liver tonight. <laughs> uh, God has a wonderful sense of humor, and I, and I love what I do in that I engage with people. And uh, I remember the first time we met, you're in my journal, okay. September 25th, 2015. Right. Here's what I wrote. Okay. I said, my morning began with God tuning me in on my way to work. I then encouraged two young men who were school teachers in need of spiritual encouragement. I don't know what was going on that day, but you were one of those teachers and one of your fellow teachers. But we just had two God conversations right there in the midst of, of that. Uh, as you were coming to talk to me about insurance, I don't think we talked about insurance. No, I don't think we did. But, uh, and I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember it was exciting to have conversations. Scripture says in Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Yes. But you're a teacher. What grade do you teach? <clears throat> this year, I've got the fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yes, sir. How long have you been teaching? I, I want to say this. Um, the completion of this year will make it 23. 23 so years. have been th 23 years. Yes, sir. Wow. So you started, how old were you when you first stepped into the classroom? I don't know exactly. I don't remember. I just remember the classroom. It was a big double-wide trailer, and uh, and they I had sixth grade then. So I was I started off teaching sixth grade and it was kind of kind of strange because initially if I can fall back to my um, internship or we're doing the internship if I can just kind of just let me just go all the way back kind of when this started okay. we started in with the um, internship I can remember had one class left and I had one class to take in this class you would generally take with um, your internship where you'd actually go out into the field and that night um, maybe once or twice a week you would take that class on the college campus and um, for some reason, when I was right before I was getting ready to take the class, or right as I was getting ready to take the class, they changed the way they, you know, would sign you up for the class. Mm -hmm. So when it was time for me to do the internship and register for the class, they switched that. They said, you're no longer able to take that class and do your internship. You have to just take the class. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm working hard, I'm busting my behind, I'm trying to get out of here so I can stop spending all this money for tuition and they're gonna delay me. Mm -hmm. So I'm upset, I'm mad, I'm just really angry. I can't believe this. I was like, why are why they not letting me do this now? We've gone you know, all these years taking courses and doing this stuff so they will not let me do it. And my mom was like, you know, you just be cool. God's got this. Don't worry about it. And I was like, no, I was like, mom, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, why am I being kept back? I was like, it's just one class. People have done it before me and everybody, they've always done it this way. She's like, well, it's, it's for a purpose and you'll see it. And I was like, all right, all right we'll see. <laughs> so that takes place. And I can remember um, having to wait. And I worked that whole summer, the following fall. And then it was time for spring when they actually offered the class. So they didn't even offer it the following semester. So when the class is getting ready to start in the spring, I sign up, and just as I'm signing up for the class, it ends up being like a two-hour class. So I was like, oh, so I've worked all this time, so now I've got to sit up here and waste time when I could be doing my internship and take this class by itself. So the class starts, two hours, I can remember sitting beside a, a guy, a friend of mine, we signed up for the class, and we're sitting in there, and I'll never forget it. The um, class starts, it's like a 645 class. And we're sitting in there, and the guy looks at me. He says, man, I don't think I can sit in here for two hours. Like, I know I can't sit in here for two hours. <laughs> so the instructor comes in, and she said, good afternoon, class. My name is whatever, whatever. She said, I'll be an instructor. And we're looking, and I'm going, wait a minute. She ends up being the principal at one of the, at Vaughn Road Elementary. 
And I'm looking and I'm going, okay. So this class goes on. It's really a good class. Really have a good time. Really learn a lot of things. So when the class is over and the semester's done, um, she says, where are you doing your internship? I said, I don't know. She said, well, would you like to do it at the school where I'm, I'm, um, um, the principal, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah, of course, that'd be perfect. So she pulls me in and she signs and sets it up. And when we come in, I'm jumping, I'm skipping around, rambling, but I'm, I'm getting there. So we, we jump in and um, she says, okay, so when internship starts, um, I go to her school. And I'm pumped, I'm geeked, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, it's gonna be sixth grade and I'm going for these guys, I'm gonna let them know where I stand and I'm gonna draw a line in the stand and they're not gonna play and I'm not playing and they're gonna know I'm about business. So we start in and um, there are two other young ladies and myself. So I'm knowing she as a man, she's gonna put me in the sixth grade and I'm gonna handle these guys and she's gonna take these two ladies and put them in the first or kindergarten or wherever they go. And she says, okay, Andrew, you're gonna go to the second grade and um, she took both of the ladies, put one in fifth and one in sixth. I was like, second girl, so the devil, I'm going to do it, baby. Come on, now, really? I'm trying to go for the battle. So this takes place, and um, get in there, and second grade, I had a ball. It was one of the most, one of the best times that, that I've ever had. You know, they're, they're, they're babies, and they care about everything you say, everything you do, and, and, you know, they just couldn't please you. The objective every day from all... 18 of them was to, to make sure Mr. Roberts was happy to please you. It was just, I couldn't get enough love notes. I couldn't get enough friend notes. They're, they're just, just different. It was just different. It was just really nice. So really quick. So when that ends, when um, she's now, while I'm here doing my internship, second grade, the principal's trying to leave. But she's, I want to get a position downtown with the Board of Education. I've applied and I understand that I'll be getting this position. And I was like, no, you can't go anywhere. You got me here interning with you. She's like, no, I've been, been trying to get out of here. I'm going to the board. I was like, okay. So the board does not let her leave. So she stays there my entire internship. How about that? So when my internship ends, she is released and she's able to go to the board. And then my internship is over and now I'm on the job hunt. Two weeks after the internship is over, she goes downtown. She makes it downtown. She gives me a call the second week. She calls, hey, how you doing? I was like, hey, how you doing? She's like, all right, everything's going good. I was like, well, you're down there now. She's like, yeah, guess what I'm doing? I was like, what are you doing? She was like, I'm setting up interviews for teachers to, to go to different schools. I said, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, where do you want to go? Oh, wow. Oh, no. Uh, wherever you send me. So she sends me like to 20 different schools, and I've got people picking me up and going, hey, we want this guy. And they're signing my name and they're putting stuff down, and I'm not going because I'm wanting to come to West Ferry because I actually went to West Ferry okay. as a kid. So I'm wanting to go back there. And they're calling downtown and they're calling and they're saying a thing, and I've got like seven or eight jobs, and they're ready and I'm turning them all down because I want to go where I want to go or where wow. I think I'm supposed to go so um, my mom said you see what I mean see how it's working out see and you were delayed because you can't just trust God's you know decision making but you also have to trust his timing and his timing was just that and uh, you know, I, I and it was it, it was just mapped out completely, perfectly, where only God could have done it, done it that way. Wow. And I, I could just really sit and tell him now. Speed on through the story in this really quick. So that happens, and uh, she sends me everywhere. So finally, she calls me. This is maybe a month into it. She goes, "Hey, um, what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just sitting here." She said, uh, 
have you gotten these calls from these other schools? I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, they're telling me you're refusing the jobs and turning them down. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I was like, no. She was like, but what are you doing? She said, you know, there are people out there that have greater education, that, that, has, that, that have higher degrees, more education. They've been uh, in the profession longer than you, and they can't even get a job. I mean, I've got people down here with doctorate degrees and with, uh, you know, educational specialist degrees, master's degrees, and you just have a BS and they can't even get higher. And wow. these people are asking for you left and right. And you're talking about, no, 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 no. She's like, you, you losing it? I was like, no, ma'am. She's like, all right, well, what do you need to do? I was like, I guess I need to go ahead and accept one of these. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. I was like, okay. She's like, why would you accept any of them? I was like, well, I really wanted to go to West Fair. She was like, well, you're going to have to take what's offered to you, okay? I was like, yes, ma'am, I got it, okay. So we got off the phone and hung up. Told my mom about it. She said, where do you want to go? I said, where's Fair? She was like, then you wait on where's Fair. I was like, well, she just, she said, I know, but what do you need to do? I was like, wait on where's Fair. She's like, come on, scripture. I was like, all right, Proverbs uh, 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct right, thy path. Right, yeah. Step back. Then it's Psalms 119, verses 105, where he says, uh, that word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. And, you know, he when when you obey the Lord and let him direct your steps, like we said earlier, I think it was Jeremiah 10, 23, for it's not a man that walketh to direct his own steps. When you let the Lord lead and guide, he can and can take you where you never thought you'd go and he'll just change around and do what he does. And you just have to be thankful and, and accept it. Uh, for Thessalonians 5 and 18, he says, and everything give thanks. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely thankful for the way this was playing out. So that ends really quick. And um, so that goes down. And my mom said, you just wait. You just just wait, just wait, just wait. And I did just that. I waited and finally got an interview with um, Wiz Ferry. And I go out to the school. And the principal opens up my folder. Now I've got a letter from from uh, the other principal that set me up on these interviews, mm -hmm. and I've got her letter on top. So as soon as he opens the folder, I've got my martial arts information. I've got my uh, my black my black my belt colors, my red, my orange, my everything. I've got my video. I've got you name it. I've got everything in it that I've done. I'm, I'm GI Joe if you ask me, and I'm ready to go to battle. He doesn't look at any of that. He looks at the first letter with her name on it. He said, oh, you, you know her? I was like, and she said, oh, said, Whoa, if she speaks this highly about you, we're going to go with this. It's just a folder. I said, well, well, well you know, I, I just got my red belt. And he's like, oh, you're good. You're good. I'm going to place to put the, your papers in today, and, and, and you'll be hired if you accept. I was like, oh, so. You know, the way I even got to where fair was just like a, you know, like a dream. And he mapped it out. And that's a lot of why. You know, and I've been in a lot of teachers move around school to school, but I've mm -hmm. been there by the grace of God for the last 20, this will be coming up on the last 23 years. And I know it's not about, you know, how long I taught math, how long I taught science. That's important. Mm -hmm. But I know, you know, the bigger picture is being able to interact with, you know, the coworkers. Coworkers yeah. about just things that are happening in life. I had a coworker today. Um, she stopped me. She said, Mr. Roberts, um, my cancer's come back. Mm -hmm. She said, and um, I'm going in tomorrow and, you know, they're going to do the thing. And we sat down, we, we shared some scriptures and we prayed and uh, we looked. And I know that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. I know that's what it's about. I know it's not about, you know, when I make it to the judgment, it's not going to be okay. Well, now, you know, January 22nd, 2020, how long did you spend on the math lesson? I know it's not going to be about yeah. that. I know it's going to be about who did you share 
my son with? Mm -hmm. Who did you share about my son's sacrifice? What did you say? What did you tell anybody about as far as my son? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the bottom line. And again, you know, when you look at purpose and just life, I just see so many things that that point to that. It's Mm -hmm. just uh, it's it's just it's amazing and it's kind of scary at the same time because you know you're living it mm-hmm. and i think when you're living it you're in the throes of it but as you continue to live and look at it day by day it's like a reminder that you know this is real yeah and you yeah know, well you are living it you're living your story you're, but god's the one writing your story and so it's kind of yeah, like every day every page every day is a blank page and not the idea that we're writing what's on the page but god's writing on the page and it's kind of like any real good story a page right. turner or we talked about video games. You're into video games. You know, you don't know what's coming up. You do know, and, and but real life, it's it has that element about it. You know, well, you don't know what's coming up because you don't. God's sovereign. He knows. He sees all of that, and it's fun. Uh, I mean, it, it's an adventure. That the adventure of that is fun, but it also has that hint of. Uh, Oh my goodness, uh, danger, trouble, uh, and, and that's part of the journey too. Uh, you've been, when did you first want to be a teacher? Uh, my, I wanted to be a, kid, a teacher when I was, I don't know, probably fourth or fifth grade. Fourth my or fifth mom grade. taught Alabama history and geography in ninth grade. I love it. That's ever. when I took, I love Alabama history. Yeah. And my dad taught elementary. So as okay. I started, you know, so over the summers when it was time to prepare for school, I would always end up going with one of them or both mm-hmm. of them to prepare the classroom and, you know, let's fix up the class, let's this, let's that. And, you know, I, it was just, when I got, as I got older, mm-hmm. when I started going by the rooms and watching them interact with the kids, mm-hmm. it was just an interesting kind of magic. They were always active, they were always fun, they were always intriguing, they mm-hmm. were always informative. And the kids seemed to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and when I would watch him occasionally, my mom, when we'd be out in stores, I mean, years later, even now, we're in the store walking somewhere together and someone will come up and go, hey, miss, you know, and they yeah. won't just say it. And, you know, my mom's like, I was like, well, who is that? She was like, I taught that boy back in the ninth grade. And I'm like, he looks like he's 80. Did you really <laughs> teach him? You know, and it's a lot of people that, that, uh-huh. that, you know, and they remember. And it's not the class that they remember. It's mm-hmm. the sharing and the interaction. Yeah. It's the the way you made me feel yeah you know you made me feel like i could learn yeah. i can learn and and i'm valuable to to you know the world society and and if it can go further you know and they would come to to, to worship like she would would try to invite a lot of them it could you, you could learn a whole lot more but yeah i, yeah. I wanted to as a, a kid yeah. you asked me a question while we were eating dinner if there was anything in my life that i could change that i would change and um i didn't bring this answer to you at that time but i, I will have to say this within the last six seven years i have reflected you know my background is ministry i have a, a master's degree from a seminary out in uh, fort worth texas but if i could change that i would have gone i would have gotten a teaching teaching degree, really? yes and, okay. and and had a secondary or that should be part of the curriculum to me because the one of the biggest arenas of influence in our culture today is is in that classroom where you are uh you shared with me back this past fall when we uh we were together and when god laid upon my heart that moment when you shared what you shared i said I need to ask Andrew to the table. Um, you shared with me your success, uh, some successes you've had, but you also shared uh, 
an obstacle that you overcame that, uh, as you shared with me that day, you were just like, um, it's even amazing that I'm in a classroom oh, doing yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Share just briefly about <laughs> your success, but what was the obstacle uh, that you shared with me that well, day? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, when I first started teaching, and I'll just kind of go into it. When I first started teaching, I, my objective was to show and prove. My mom wanted me to go back and get my master's. Get your master's. Get your master's. You're going to need it. Go get it. And my, my objective was to prove that you could be an excellent teacher, a masterful teacher, an impactful teacher without having a master's degree. Mm -hmm. So my objective was to you know, burn the candle at both ends and prove that you could be recognized and be successful in this profession without having a master's degree. And I bust, I was Mr. West Ferry. You name it, it was during, when I first started, I was all over the place. I was Mr. West Ferry. Any program, any anything from talent show to, to uh, whatever, you name it, we were a part of it. And um, uh, uh, yeah, by, by the grace of God, like I said, I've had an opportunity to have teacher of the year there um, about five times. Wow. Yeah. So Walmart's area teacher of the year, I got a thousand dollar sheet cake, you get you know, and then you, you win it again, I got a chance to get um Which do you like better the thousand dollars at the sheet cake? Well uh, no, I'm just you know Walmart does an amazing job with their sheet cakes. Good uh, answer. Marge, yeah. <laughs> but no, no the um it, it was just, just that whole thing, that whole aura. I just got married after I got my tenure. I got married, and I was just, my wife understood that I was just Mr. West Fair, out to prove it. So, Teacher of the Year, the Golden Apple thing, I got a WSFA class at, Teacher of the Year again at the school, and you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was an amazing, 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 amazing ride. But, um, I don't know, it, 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 that was a, that was a big deal. And when I think back about, you know, like I said, where I, managed to come from and what was happening now, when I was a lot younger I have like these really 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 severe seizures mm -hmm. and you know it does has you know something to do with the chemical fire and the neurons and all that good stuff in your brain and, and you know it would just come up on me and it would just hit and I would be out. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up, my mom's slapping me, trying to, you know, wake me up, and I'm awake, but I can't speak. This is when you were young. Yes, younger, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes. I was, I was junior high school age, okay. like 15, okay. 16, 17, like that. Okay. And they would just come up on me, they would just hit, which just happened, and uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, actually, I want to say it started probably maybe about fifth grade. Okay. That's when it really kicked in. And it, a lot of times, would try to prevent me or, or hinder me from doing a lot of things mm -hmm. physically, uh, mentally. You know, I couldn't comprehend certain things. I couldn't retain information, you know, properly or for long periods of times. And, and you know, it was just kind of understood by my parents. Well, that's just kind of how it's going to be. And you know, you just kind of work on with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when I ran into you that day and I was thinking about it, I, I was I was thinking and I was looking at scripture and I was reading things and I was thinking about how when Moses didn't want to go back <laughs> to, uh, or didn't want to go back to Egypt. Yeah. And he said, you know, Lord, I don't speak very well in my mouth. And the Lord tells me, he says, who made your mouth? He said, when I know your brother Aaron, he speaks well. So I'm going to send him back with you to be your mouthpiece. And when I think about, you know, just what he's done with me, the, the, you know, and he's designed our bodies to heal, but to rewire my little brain where I could actually retain things and, and able to, to, to teach and get up and, and 
you know, 90% of the people that I know, that I interact with, that I talk to, they would never in a million years. He had a learning disability and uh-huh. a learning pro- Never, never, even now. You know, it's, 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 you know, I think a lot of times when I try to quote scripture, I'm doing it so that I can remember it mm-hmm. and so that it stays fresh and and so that I can apply it with whatever I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, you know, people can hear it and say, he's giving another scripture, there he goes again. But it's, it's really to keep it in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. And for him to, like, maybe in a, in a sense, like he rewired Moses' mouth. He said, mm-hmm. I, I made your mouth. I'm thinking the same thing with me. He rewired some things with my... Um, with with my little brain that that those things don't take place anymore and I was able to to progress in in um, in this field of education and get out there and impact a lot of kids and I mean you know do as much as he's he's allowed me to do because I was not headed that direction based on I guess you could say mental or physical capabilities mm-hmm. or maybe a little a mixture of both but um yeah, he, he changed all that, and uh, and and it opened my eyes, opened my eyes to a lot of things. Just to, and and I think I'm I'm seeing that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he 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 did a number on me and with me. And when I think about it from that standpoint, I want to you know to give thanks, and I want to let the Lord know that I appreciate it, and I want to do right by the opportunity that He's presented me with to actually you know teach, to mm-hmm. teach and help. You know, like now. Um, Sunday school is a big, big, big deal for me. I mean, I'll go in there and study four or five hours and just put scripture together and just look and examine and look at the text and just go back through and and uh, you know it seems easy. I've been told, hey, man, you make it look so easy. You, know, you get up and mm-hmm. it just kind of flows, but it's a lot of lot of work and study. But I appreciate him giving me the opportunity to to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel like you were born to teach? And do you feel like you're an overcomer? With his help. Well, I, I don't feel like I'm an overcomer. I think I know I'm an overcomer based on what he's he's done. Mm-hmm. But but I know it's not me. I know it's what he's chosen to do with me. Okay. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and as far as I, you said overcomer, and then before that, you D- said, were you born to teach? Do you feel like that's your calling? That was. You know. uh, I don't know. Yeah. When you walk into a room. I know. I, you know, I meant what I said about the vibe and just a presence, okay. uh, and uh, I see that as to to want. I, I hesitate to use a a word that you and I are going to be familiar with, but maybe not all our podcast listeners are going to be familiar with. But the idea of anointing that you just this is this is a fit. It's it's like a tailor made suit for who you are <laughs> and who God knit you together in your mother's womb to be. Uh, and it doesn't mean you know you find this one thing or blow the rest yeah, of your life. It's no. nothing like that at all. But you just you you step into the the position of a teacher well, and you have the heart for it. You have a heart to learn. I don't I don't know if I. Uh... I don't know if I was born to do it. And I know it sounds kind of crazy seeing this. If you've done this for 23 years, you ought to know something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, I think he's allowed me to be good at it. And mm-hmm. I think I've been kind of good at it because I, I do, as you said, I aim for the heart more so than for the subject matter. You do have to know the subject matter and be mm-hmm. familiar with it. But when you can reach the person, when you can relate to the people, mm-hmm. the subject matter is going to come. Yeah. If, if you can, if you can, Get in there and, and, and tweak and tinker around with the person's heart and let them know where you're coming from and they can feel a connection, then the rest will, will, will fall into place is what I 
I feel like. And that's what's so funny. When my kids come back, when I see um, and I have a lot of them. My wife, you know, she still laughs about that today. She's like, they're in high school. Why are they coming <laughs> back to see you? I mean, you taught them in the fourth grade. You taught them in sixth grade. Why would they want to come back? And, and, and they do. And I know it's because, and I, like I've said before, I know people have said, you know, people don't always remember what you say mm -hmm. or, or what you do, but they'll remember a lot of times on how you made them feel. And, uh, yeah, they, they just, they, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to word it, but yeah, they, they if you can appeal to the heart, that's always been the, the focus. And they never come back talking about test scores. They mm -hmm. never come back saying, you know, Mr. Robinson, I just really appreciate your help on that, that um, 100 <laughs> and that, you know, that you helped me get or that, that uh, 4.0 average that you helped me keep when I was coming through. You know, it's never that. It's always, Mr. Robinson, I remember that time that, um, you fussed at me and you jumped on me and you made me do the work again and you threatened to call my mom but you didn't but you fussed at me still and you put me on punishment in the classroom you didn't let me go out you know it's mm -hmm. that kind of stuff yeah and that's the the difference maker and these kids will come back and, and share stories with me on things that i've forgotten a lot of times yeah and i can look in their faces and their eyes and see that you know they're like you know that really impacted me yeah and 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 you know, I feel good because some of them come in. I mean, you're talking about 6'2", 6'3", 273 pounds. Some of them playing pro ball and they're just like, okay, is this a, is this one I impacted? Is this good or is this going to be bad? Hey, <laughs> hey Ms. Rose, hey, how you doing, man? You doing all right? Okay. <laughs> Ms. Rose, I, I just want to say, okay, all right, it's good. Okay, so, <laughs> so he got the message. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a blessing, and I'm thankful to God for it because, uh, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he has helped me. Anybody who's out there and happens to be listening and, and they're going through a struggle, um, they're currently facing obstacles to their dreams or to the things that they believe they're called to do mm -hmm. or, you know, the things that they have a, a spark or a, a hunger to do, uh, what word of encouragement would you give them, would you offer to them? Uh, you know, what, what? I think one of the things that has been, or the thing that has been, I think, my biggest guide and biggest help is just you know, trusting in the Lord and trying to hold to his his promises. I think it's Second Peter chapter three, verses nine, which says, For the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward. So he always keeps his promises. Titus chapter one and two says God cannot lie. Mm -hmm. Hebrews six and eighteen, it's impossible for God to lie. Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man that he should lie. So if you can trust his promises and he will not lie, you'll just have to trust in him and that's gonna be the bottom line stepping back it's almost insulting to God to not trust him. Mm -hmm. seeing is how if you put him to the test especially when I look at all of the many things that you know he's done in my life and mm -hmm. in my parents life and you know the lives that he's allowed me to touch and those that I've come in contact with that um, have touched my life mm -hmm. I think just trusting in him learning as much as you can about his word, because that's mm -hmm. going to be the bottom line. It's Hebrews 9 and 27. It says, and it's once appointed a man to die, then come at the judgment. I think it's said Corinthians chapter 5, verses 10, where he says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of the deeds that are done in this body. In the end, the focus is going to be, what have you done with and for my son? Yeah. And seeing as how he's given his life for us, mm -hmm. he's given us a chance at, at redemption, mm -hmm. a chance to get it right and spend eternity with him. You know, it's just not something we want to take lightly. When we look at the Great Commission, he says, Matthew, what is that, 28, 19, 20, go ye therefore yes. and teach mm -hmm. all nations, baptizing mm -hmm. them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to, to observe all things, things whatsoever I've commanded you. If he's wanting us to go out and teach and share his word, you can't teach what you don't know. Yeah. 
And the more of his word you learn and you meditate, you're able to share it with people. And that's where the power is. The power is not in, you know, my ability or power is not in, you know, my opinion. Mm -hmm. The power is going to always be in what he said. Yeah. When we think about it, me and I, a friend of mine we were talking the other day, we were looking back in Genesis. And, you know, I just think it was like chapter three where he starts in creating. It was like, and God said, and there's and God said, and God said, and God said. And he speaks the whole world into existence. Yeah. So if he can speak the world into existence just from what he said, mm -hmm. then when you think about the words and the scriptures that he has, that he shares with us, it's got to be just as, as powerful if his word is is in place like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we look at, I think it's Matthew chapter 4 and 4 with the temptation in the wilderness. This is one I'm always looking at that that's just really inspiring. Jesus fights off Satan with scripture. With scripture, yeah. He yeah. doesn't, you know, it's not he got the shotgun or he got a slingshot. or It's, you know, <laughs> scripture. Yeah. And when he gives the scripture, Satan goes away. Yeah. I think it's James 4 and 7 where it says, uh, Draw nigh unto me, God, and God will draw nigh unto you. Mm -hmm. But he says, resist the devil, the devil and he, he will flee. flee. Yeah. So yeah. when you resist him, what's got to be in your bank is scripture. scripture and yeah. the more scripture I can think of and apply it to whatever I see going on, mm -hmm. I know his benefit in that. And I know that's when you were mentioning earlier before we started the recording, when we were eating, talking about the, um, the whole armor of God over mm -hmm. in Ephesians 6. Yeah. You know. When we read and study what the armor is and what it does, mm -hmm. it's able to protect us from the wiles of the devil. So that's the only I know I've said a lot to say just that. But yeah. I mean, my bottom line is just, yeah, the encouraging thing is get in his word. Yeah. Learn as much as you can. Try to apply as much as you can. Because again, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and his righteousness. And all of the things will be yeah. added into you. Now, when I was giving that story earlier, when we were talking about... um how I even got the job at West Fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, in seeking him first, he'll take care of all yeah. of the rest. The things that I think a lot of times we think we have to put in place. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll do that. Yeah. You seek me first. And I found that in my last 23 years, I haven't really had to, had to, had to go at it as hard as mm -hmm. I know I would have had I not trusted in him or had I not tried to depend on him. In his word. Yeah. It all goes back to always, it always goes back to trust uh, over and over again. It's like a daily, it's almost like trust is the home plate. You know, we have to start there. And, and we may have uh, trusted him every day of our life. That doesn't mean tomorrow morning you won't have to, all right, got to trust him today. Right. Uh, and, you know, the truth of his word and then trusting. Uh, yes, there's a power in that word. Uh, yeah. You know, I, Say it. You you have a <laughs> hunger uh, to learn and a hunger to teach, and I'm just curious, what amazes you? Or, or let me let me bring it a little closer to home. What what has amazed you recently? What's amazed me recently? Yeah, um, yeah. Or where have you seen the goodness of God lately? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think um, I mean just in a lot of stuff. I, primarily right now, I think my perspective. I think some of what's, what's whooping my behind more than anything else, just in being thankful, is the importance of, of kind of changing your mind on things. Like mm -hmm. um, a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers don't want to be in the classroom anymore. And it's crazy. It's, it's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on and it's a lot of things happening. But um, 
Yeah, just uh, Philippians, I think it's 4 and 8, where whatsoever things are pure, true, just, Noble. he goes through, and he said, if there be any virtue in praise, think on these things. things. Yeah. So he's saying, if you think on these things, it's going to put your mind in a spiritual place. It's going to put your mind in a place where you're able to, to endure mm -hmm. and not just tough it out, but to endure with the right mindset. At the end of the day, you're not, you know, dead to the world. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, you don't want to quit. You don't want to just run away. You don't want to, you know, harm yourself or hurt mm -hmm. somebody. At the end of the day, you feel like you've, you've made a difference. Mm -hmm. And even if not a full difference with the kids, one that they can see or one that even you can see, mm -hmm. If he's pleased, then he's going to take care of the rest of whatever's to come for that week. So just what's amazed me is right now I think I'm trying to change my mind on on a lot of things mm -hmm. that that uh, I can stand to to have a a, a, a different viewpoint, mm -hmm. a, a a more positive, beautiful viewpoint, more mm -hmm. of a spiritual viewpoint on things and on people. You know, just in, in, in interaction. And, and uh, yeah, I, you know, when you, when you watch the news, when you, you know, see stuff on the internet, everything is always aimed towards, uh oh, it's in trouble. We're mm -hmm. in trouble. Oh, yeah. It's always, yeah. you know, it's headed down. But um, if he's promised to protect us and take care of us, you know, like we said earlier, you're just going to have to have to trust that. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith cometh by hearing. And hear about the, the word of God. God. Yeah. So the more of his word we hear and stick to and hold on, we can increase our faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he says, But without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So mm -hmm. if we're seeking him diligently, he's going to make it all right. And, yeah. and that's all I've got. So that amazes yeah. me. And, and well, I'll say that. Um, the last uh, six six years, I've been able to um, teach Sunday school, and I thought I knew or understood a lot of uh, God's word. But mm -hmm. I, but now I'm at Hope Street Church of Christ, and and I'm learning so much from just His word and how to study His word, and I can just see it, and I get an opportunity to um, teach mm -hmm. to teach. Uh, <laughs> the flock mm -hmm. and it was funny because I can remember um, me and another gentleman were talking about getting ready to teach and he said um, he said yeah man I think I'm going to be moving on to some bigger and better things you know like I'll probably be preaching mm -hmm. and I said to him I said bigger and better things I was like you're teaching God's people mm -hmm. his word how much bigger does it get I mm -hmm. mean wh wh where else can you go from teaching his people yeah. I mean, wh what else is there left to do you know and for the eldership to trust you know me to to do that mm -hmm. and God allowing it to happen where you know I'm, I'm able to 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 do that yeah and and be there and people you know attend and they want to know and they learn and they're asking questions and I can give Bible answers you know something I didn't think I would ever be able to to do yes yeah. but but he's allowing it to happen so yeah. I that's that's amazing to me and it amazes my mom. I think my mom is, is, is the funniest part about it because she's always shooting off stuff whenever in class. Like, um, she's like, you know, you know, you really motivated me to go back and study. And her thing was like, I can't, I can't remember all the scriptures. Nobody remember. I was like, you, what time is Young and the Restless come on? It comes on and left. I was like, see? I was like, well, you can remember that kind of stuff. I was like, you can remember this. I know you can remember this. So we'll go back and forth with things like that. But she's, uh, it makes me feel good that she's proud. That she's she's happy that uh, you know I'm doing what the Lord would have me to do because it's it's a 
I guess like a reflection back on yeah. you know I, I, I can remember my father-in-law saying you know even the worst of people want you know good kids mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so I, I don't know that makes me me feel good what's amazing she spurred you on she encouraged yeah. you at one point and now you're encouraging her yeah and I'm, I'm sure she's still encouraging oh, you yeah, and you're yeah. still encouraging you so it's kind of the back and forth and, and you know but the focal part of that is you know hey God's got this right. you know God can be trusted right. yeah, God's truth is God's truth uh, who inspires you Andrew uh, oh, okay apart from the Expected answer, or maybe the truth. You know, to me, Jesus inspired me. Right. I'm, I'm continually right. blown away okay. by the things he said, the things he did, and mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, I, I came across something a few days ago in the Gospels, John 13, where it said right before he he knelt to wash the disciples' feet, it said that at that point he stepped into he had all power. God had given him all power, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's 13, it's the night before he's about to be crucified, and he has all power. God's given it to him, said, boom, there it is. You know, that's an amazing verse when you stop, and, and it's just like, how come I've not seen that before now? Or maybe I did and just blew right past it. But, and, and I could talk about, I could talk about Jesus and, and just how he continues to unravel my little brain. Uh, I guess I'm thinking about those who are walking with us, or maybe those who've gone before us, and you know, who is it, who is it that inspires you? Uh, just a little bit of everybody, I guess, mom. You know, my mom big time with just, you know, the way she raised us and what she was, you know, always trying to put before us. My dad um, was a minister, so, mm-hmm. or is a minister, so he, uh, he, he, my, my dad had a, it's a different kind of style, but he's, he, he did. I, I just, I, my whole family, I guess, my mom, my dad, I mean, even my wife, she, she inspires me now. I mean, just how we're married and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it, Family, family. I mean, it's 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 inspiring, like you said, Christ more than anything. Because, mm-hmm. to be honest, I I think some things that I thought I understood or knew about myself from family and other things uh, aren't exactly the way I thought. Mm-hmm. But the more I'm learning about who I'm supposed to be and who God is wanting me to be in Scripture, I think it's 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 kind of flipping me upside down as mm-hmm. far as who I maybe thought I was. I think a lot of times we behave out of a place of who we think we are. Mm -hmm. And if you believe you're this particular person, you behave that way. Mm -hmm. And I think I've had some, 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 um, some ideas in my mind about who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the more I'm learning scripture and the more I'm trying to read and the more I'm trying to be Christ-like, I'm learning that I'm, I'm not, uh, who, who I necessarily thought I was, yeah. and, and and it's getting a little. It, it it can be a little scary sometimes because it, when you don't, when you're not who you think you you're supposed to be, you're thinking the Lord is taking you. Okay, like Moses, mm-hmm. I'm sure growing up in Egypt for the first forty years of his life, he was like, you know, I hey, mm-hmm. and then he kills a, a man and has to leave because he was actually doing what God was calling him to do, but he was just doing it forty years too soon, right? So he goes to Midian, he does this thing, and, and that's another 40, where he's become comfortable now. He's got a wife, he's with Jethro, he's out there taking, tending to the sheep and the cattle, and now God goes, hey, I, I'm going to have you go back. <laughs> you mean the place that I left the, it, 40 years ago? There's wanted poster still on the wall okay. for me. Okay, <laughs> all right. So then, the, you know, so, and then he goes back, does what he does, leads them into the wilderness. They, they do what they do, and, you know, makes a mistake, and he, 
you just know he's going into the promised yeah. land. Now God lets him see it, but you just know he's going in. But God, you know, becomes upset with him and says, you, you're not going in. You're gonna see it, yeah. I'll let you see it, but you're not going in. And my little mind, I'm going, he had to see it. He had yeah. to know he was going in. But God said, that's not gonna be my plan. Yeah. And I think that's somewhere I, I'm, I feel like I'm going now. I don't exactly know fully what he may have in store for me, mm-hmm. but some of the things I think that I thought mm-hmm. he had for me, maybe some of it is what we may lock in with worldly greatness, mm-hmm. you know, in man's eyes. I, I, I think I can see a lot of that's not what, you know, what he's got lined up for me you know I have dreams and things you know teacher of the year and stuff like that I was like yeah yeah but the it but it's just slowly changing as I get older the value system is changing I think it's first John chapter first John chapter 2 verses 15 he says love not the world neither the things that are in the world for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and a pride of life mm-hmm. and a lot of the worldly riches and possessions and stuff that we see mm-hmm you know people going for and gunning for is just that worldly possession and, yeah. and it doesn't it's not fulfilling. Yeah. You know, anytime you can be a millionaire or billionaire and still stick the gun in your mouth and you want to end it yeah. all, you know, it's 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 a empty place. And like what I was saying to you earlier, just about changing, you know, my mind on things. You know, it's it's just a it's a it's a different perspective. Um Matthew chapter six verses nineteen, twenty, twenty one, where he says, Lay down up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and dust doth corrupt, thieves break through and steal, but lay them in heaven, where moth and dust can't corrupt and thieves can't break through and steal. But then twenty one and like he says, For where your treasure is There your heart will be also there your heart yeah. will be also. Yeah. And I'm wanting to make sure my heart is where it needs to be. Because mm-hmm. when I look at sometimes directions that I was maybe heading mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily lining up with what I'm learning it needs to be lined up yeah. with now so I, I um yeah it's 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 an eye-opening thing for me and it's uh yeah yeah oh man it has been I, I've enjoyed this time <laughs> we could sit here and talk I, this is a this is good this is rich okay that's one, one of my greatest joys and benefits of being a host of a podcast is uh-huh. what we're doing right here uh, and uh, feeding off of this and I'll refeed off of this and I just want to thank you, no, brother, I appreciate for, you. brother for coming to the table yes, sir. Uh, God leads we may have another one out there in, in the future sounds good to me uh, <laughs> thank, your, thank your wife uh, okay. for allowing you to listen to me <laughs> I mean you know we're, we're at dinner time so uh, uh, but uh, just grateful for you my friend grateful to call you my friend yes sir. Uh, grateful that God's spirit uh, brought you into my life back in 2015 uh, and so I think it's really cool just you know uh, just to share this table appreciate it those of you who are listening in, you know we'll be right back here next Monday morning. Uh, another table conversation, and uh, we give the words out. Party of Redemption, your table is now available. And I just want to encourage you, those of you who are listening in, to, uh, to be looking for those whom God is placing in front of you. Uh, your teachers, the he, people he speaks through, it's always going to be according to his word, but just be looking for those uh, and, and just be observant uh, to all the people he brings a, across your journey today. And again, I just want to say thank you, Andrew, thank for you. stepping into my journey. Thank uh, you for and, allowing me. And, and allowing me to step in yours, brother. It's been good.
All right. Well, I thank you. Thank you for allowing you know me the opportunity to sit down and actually share some things and and, and yeah, just just discuss scripture. I love that. Always get an opportunity to do that. That's that's a blessing. This, I enjoy that. That was better than Martha's tonight. <laughs> okay, Martha's was good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That was, that was better than a sheet cake at Walmart. Okay, good. That was good, too. I'm sure it was. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. No, thank you. Bye-bye.